Hey, welcome back to Talking This Walk podcast. I'm your host, Shakina. And I'm Willie. Great to be back with you guys. It's been a minute, and I'm so excited to actually be back today. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, welcome back to Talking This Walk. It's been a little minute, but we are so excited. And today we'll be talking about development and preparation. Yeah, that's so good. I was so excited when you wanted to came with that word with um, development and preparation because I really feel like God in this season that we're shifting to the next, a lot of people overlook that. They're preparing for the holidays. They're preparing their house, you know, gift shopping and all these parties. But are they preparing for what God is giving them for the next assignment for the next season? And a lot of that, like you're saying, comes from development. It comes from um, growing. So I don't know how we're going to start this off, but let's go. Well, this season... As you know, it was, we were speaking of kingdom. Yeah. So everything is kingdom. And a lot of stuff that we talk about goes back to the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus was born of a virgin. With pregnancy, a child is developed. And Jesus wasn't put on the earth as a grown man. But he developed physically and in the natural, like you and I. You know, this tells us that development is necessary to whom God has uh, created and called us to be. So we must understand that through development and preparation, it's necessary in the kingdom of God. What I loved about it is that the development of a child, we have to mature spiritually. And as we talk about that, those, I don't want to say who are mature, are really focusing on the season that's coming for the kingdom. Like, where am I? What is my position? What role am I playing in the kingdom today? You know, what am I assigned to do to advance the kingdom? So if we don't have that or we're not thinking about that or there's no unction from our spirit to even seek God on, on the behalf of the kingdom or his you know, commission, then in reality, we have to think, are we infant like in our faith? Are we infant like by hearing from the Holy Spirit? Are we infant like, you know what I mean, for um, our seeing the next or, or from hearing for the Himalaya assignment? I, I think also, you know, in the kingdom, God created everything. So everything, you know, we even created in his image. Yeah. So we must always start with God. And when God wants to impose the kingdom of God here on earth, so we must do things his way. And sometimes, you know, like with people that's prophetic, like like us, you know, we prophetic, you know, and it's many, many of you are prophetic. But, you know, so you see things that are ahead. But with that. Sometimes we can skip ahead yeah. and therefore we don't develop because we skip our development and we skip our preparation. You know, I have a couple of things here for a little list just to start this up. You know, with seeds, they have to grow. Yeah. So you have development and preparation. With fruit, it matures. Uh, with muscles, they grow and they develop. Uh, with armies, they develop through training. Buildings are built and the disciples in the Bible you know they developed in time and when Jesus said how long must I be with you meaning you know when he asks a question we already know he already knows the answer so how long must I be with you how long will it take for you to develop mm -hmm. how long will your preparation That's be good. 
That's good. Um, one of the things I like about it, we had, I was briefly talking to you, I think, on Ezra, yes. and how Ezra always was, you know, he knew God's laws. He knew that he was preparing his heart to serve God. So we talked about the assignment for next year. He prepared. He was a servant of the Lord who prepared his heart because he wanted to have the right attitude to make sure that he was, you know, doing the work that called him to do. And a lot of times, like you're talking about, we can be in a leadership position or we can be, you know, if you're also I think of um, Solomon's son but we'll get back into that in a second when you are appointed in a position but you're underdeveloped for that you know and you don't um, I don't want to say operate in the prophetic either but if you're not hearing from the assignment from heaven and how to flow or who's underneath you or how to develop them because we should be advancing the kingdom by pulling out leadership you know those young Timothys underneath us um, as well so I, I think about that and um, it's really critical that we stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit and his lead and his unctions in this season of what's going around in the world you know there's so many things that is being broadcasted on the airways and television and it impacts our leaders it impacts impacts ourselves you know in our guard gates so we really have to be in tuned of what heaven is saying yeah and you know with that as leaders leaders usually see further than other people that they're leading and and you see ahead and what you do as as a leader you know we make sure that we put other people in a position to win so that way we're seeing ahead so they won't get tripped up so to speak and i think with that you know that's one big part of our preparation that that we could never um we could never get away with but we all always try to you know squeeze through sometime we sometimes we try to skip it yeah. and when we skip it that's when the problem comes but sometimes we don't really realize that god allows things for our preparation, for our development. That's good. Like like Joseph, you know, he was told he was going to be a ruler. He was told these things at a young age, you know, and he went through prison and everything else, betrayal of his brothers and so forth, but there was preparation. Same thing like David, as we talked about before. He was anointed three times before he was king, and he was being, you know, um, chased out by, you know, um, Saul, who was he was actually worshiping and ministering for. So we are going to go through things that God ordains to happen for our preparation for our own maturing or applying the pressure or even been tried by fire so and, and those things are necessary yeah you know and sometimes people want to you know walk before they crawl you know sometimes ruffle the nest right yeah. you know uh bloom bef before our time now in james 1 uh 2 through 4 it says my brethren count it all joy when you fall in various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. See, there's a reason that we go through those things, but like you were saying before, you know, we must look at those things as our preparation. Yeah. So if Paul says, count it all joy, you know, sometimes we try to avoid those things. So we're actually stunting our growth because we're avoiding our preparation. We're avoiding the very thing that God has put in our path to help us prepare, to help us, you know, develop, to help us be prepared to be the king you know like yeah. david to to do the things that god called us to do to to rule like a joseph you know but if we don't go through the development yeah. and the preparation and we skip the steps then you'll never be prepared now in the kingdom of god we are sent here to impose the kingdom now if you don't understand what the kingdom of god is then how can you impose it so therefore someone must teach you so you must be developed and you must go through preparation in order to lead others. That's good. I love how um, 
I think of Enoch. Enoch, he lived like to be 360, 365 years old, just like a year. He was, thank you Holy Spirit, because that came out of nowhere. But he um, lived to be 365 years old. And then every single day, he sought out relationship with God. You know, what is the assignment? He was in the presence of God every single day. He was very close. He walked with God. So we have to develop that character like, okay, how we, we talk, when we talk about preparation, it is getting in the presence of God. That prayer life, that relationship that you have with that Holy Spirit, you know, with your Father and, and Jesus, He'll lead you because He's your Lord. Is He Lord of your life? It will show, you know, in your leadership that you're posturing yourself to hear like a, a pastor postures himself, you know, at the altar, you know, in the presence of God on the behalf of the congregation. What do they need? How will you have me feed them? How I lead you know I think of leaders in our city you know the developers they plan out for five ten years in the future and if we're just thinking about today we're thinking about next month or maybe just one year ahead that might not be you know what I mean the vision when I think you thank you Holy Spirit of our Father our Heavenly Father God is a preparer you know we talked about that earlier he prepares the table he prepares the banquet he prepares you know by telling all of us you know through the prophets that there is a coming Messiah he's a preparation so there's preparation that goes into work and we can't just think about today if God was a God who thought about just day one and we never got to day, you know, complete the day of seven. You know what I mean? There's a prepare. So we have to be his image and preparation. We have to ask God for the vision. If we don't have it, you know, keep ourselves sensitive. And that's in the presence of God, praying every single day, God, prepare my heart for the assignment, prepare my sight, prepare my hearing. You know, where will you have me positioned to be? So, yeah. yeah. And that's why I remember you, like you talked about Ezra, you know, mm. we as people, have to learn now learning is part of development and learning is part of preparation for something to come like sometimes i think when people say things sometimes people say i heard that before but god is a god of order so we don't get to make the rules in the kingdom of god so if god is the author of the kingdom of god then it must be his way so he's not going to tell you something different of course, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But at the same time, you don't get to redirect what God has already ordained, what God has already established. He established things with his voice. Yeah. Hallelujah. He established things. So I want to talk about a, a new birth because in John 3, 3 to 5, and I want to read the Amplified because it, it emphasized. So, so stay with me here. It says, Jesus answered him. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, and this was him talking to Nicodemus, unless a person is born again, and this is the Amplified, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So therefore, you're going to be reborn. Born into something means you're coming into it as a baby. Coming into it as a child. So if you're reborn, that means you have to be developed. You have to have preparation. And this is the kingdom of God. So Jesus said, unless a person is born again, he cannot see and experience the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born. Can he enter his womb again? So even our human understanding knows that you have to grow, that you have to develop, Amen. that you have to be born as a child and you have to grow. So then in verse five, it says, Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. So you cannot avoid it. You cannot enter the kingdom of God 
unless you're born again. And when you're born again, what happens? You have to learn. You have to grow. You have to develop. You have to prepare. That's good. Who would not want to be born again? So I have to like jump on that one because when you think about second chances, we're like 45 years old, man, I want a new social security number, right? Because I messed it up. I want a new life, right? If I had these parents, I had this. We always think about what if. But when you're born again, like you're saying, everything is new. Okay. And it can happen in your old age, your broke age. It can happen in any age. You know what I'm saying? Like it can happen today, right all now. Things all things new. And how amazing is that? Because his, he's there talks about the redemption and the promises of God. They all come activated in your life. Yes, you have to fight through some things. You have to deal because there's consequences from what you turn from. So you're going to have to go through a little bit. But when you're living in the promises of God, when being born again Amen. is the most amazing thing. Like some people want to jump back in the womb because they don't want to deal with the things in this world. Being born again is the most. It's a second chance. You you know what I mean? We're in church and people will be newly giving their life to Christ. I want to say the, the prayer too. You know what I mean? I need to be born again again. I want to be dipped again. I want to be water baptized again. Because why wouldn't you want to be washed again? Why wouldn't you want to be remade new or reset, reset? You know what I mean? Reset me. But are you teachable? See, so many times we get um, discipled and we've been a believer for 30, 40 years and not that they're stagnant, but you just feel like no one can teach you nothing new. You've seen it all. You've heard it all and you're just done. Maybe it's time for me to go start my own church. When that's not the case, if you haven't developed in the ch in the church that you're in and if you've been serving for 30, 40 years, you know what I mean? Have you been teachable? Is your spirit right? It, you know what I mean? Is your, your altitude, is your attitude and just like we talked about Solomon's son I can't remember the, his name of the king but he had the wrong attitude he had the wrong heart as a leader and he was a horrible king you know what I mean and but he had position because of entitlement he had pride in his heart so we have to not have entitlement because our fathers have been serving for years and we have this bloodline and so forth but our posture isn't right our heart is not positioning ourselves to seek God for ourselves you know am I created a clean heart the right spirit to serve you Lord you know to serve your people so we have to be teachable and my God, who would not want to be, you know, born again? So, wow. I'm about so, to dip myself right uh, now. How about you speak to that? I remember you were saying how you you talked about how Ezra prepared. Yeah, like he was just getting in the presence of God, almost like Enoch, like daily, right? And like you think about the relationship with Abraham, he was faithful. Like that faith, where is that today, right? Everybody's looking for, hey, with the miracle signs and wonders and, you know, the healings and stuff. Well, let's look about the faith. Where's the same faith that doesn't line up? You know, we have faith today, but it wavers back and forth. God tells us to be rooted, our soul to be rooted, you know, and anchored in Him. And we're everywhere. We're wishy-washy. We're compromising with every, you know, show and episodes putting out with the trends of the world and holidays, whether you're celebrating it or not, or what other people or other Christians are doing, what politics are, we're wavering and compromising. And so, you know, when we think about these great leaders, not just the disciples, but we think about Ezra, we think about, you know, Abraham and Noah. I, no, God told Noah, hey, I'm about to put a flood, build this ark. And I don't know if it took him a hundred years, a couple, like 10 decades to build that, but he did it. And everybody <laughs> laughed did. at him and mocked him and so forth. But we can't even, my God, we can't even have girls, you know, be like a, a Mary pregnant, you know, and she knew she was not without sin. And she had to be in a community where they probably talked about her but you're carrying the Messiah you know what I mean and everybody else kind of laughed at her and whatnot can you imagine you know being that Christian or that one who was chosen to be used by God but everybody in the world thinks you're crazy right I want to be crazy for Jesus that's, that's so I'm about good. to be crazy for Jesus all my yeah. days I don't care what they say I'm be crazy well that's uh, well, that's why I'm glad you just pulled out a lot of that stuff you know you talked about Mary you talked about people thinking you're crazy no you talked about Noah Noah with the preparation people didn't understand the stuff was coming so that's why we talked about things at the beginning prophetic because in the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is outside of time 
So it's not it's not going on our human understanding. It's going on the Holy Spirit. It's going on God's time. Yeah. So so things are so different. And if we're not being prepared to do what God has called us to do, then we won't be ready. Yeah. We miss out. We will miss out on the boat that Noah built. We we will miss out Jesus. on what God has coming. And we the will, details of how to build that boat right. to the T. We, yeah. we, will, we will miss out on the Messiah coming because we wouldn't have prepared. You know, Joseph had to prepare. And I'm speaking of, of Joseph and Mary. Joseph had to prepare. When he when the angel came to him and, and he received the word of the Lord, he had to prepare. So these are things that we don't understand that are is beyond our human understanding. So God is preparing us for certain things. How can we uh, walk in authority that we're supposed to walk in if we don't get prepared to handle it? So God prepares us through our situations, through the trials and tribulations. But if we don't look at it as God preparing us, we'll abort the mission. And when we abort the mission, we stun our growth. And, and if we're not ready for what God has, then we will miss the boat like Noah. That's good. You know, even in leadership or not nice. even leadership, just all of us being really ministers. If we're God's children, we're ministers. I don't care if you're saved today, tomorrow. You're, your life is a ministry, right? We throw off an aroma. We throw off a scent of how we live our lives that's glorifying God. So we have to be, like you said, prepared in all seasons, like the Word tells us to be prepared in and out of season. You know, as we're preparing for different holiday events and, and whatnot, I have to be prepared if someone calls me and they're having a demonic attack. Mm -hmm. If they're, you know, you know, my loved ones are in the hospital, you know, right now in situations. I have to be prepared to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to know what hat am I to wear right now today? Am I to encourage? Am I supposed to cast this demon out? You know, because God's assignment is always first. So even though I know I have a lot of emails to do, I have a lot of other things to do, He trumps everything. So we have to be really sensitive that we are wearing and shifting those hats and leaderships. And, you know, we can also discern if we're under leaders who are just, you know, go-getters, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, but you're not developing. You're not developing me to be victorious or the people underneath you to be victorious in your every single day life. I need people to be victorious. I want to surround myself with people who, you know, also can lay hands on me, you know, and, and to help me keep my arms up because we do much. And I know a lot of people look at us crazy when we're out here serving, you know, the homeless and capacity and that we do, but I don't care how crazy we look. You know what I mean? I know we have people praying and helping us keep our arms up too, but great leadership will Will, you know, uh, help empower you and sharpen your iron. And I also wanted to say too, um, definitely a consecrated life. A lot of people right. think fasting is just when corporate fast happens at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? My husband will fast or I'll fast and sometimes we do it mostly together and a lot of times separate. But we know when we're feeling dull or dim or that your flesh is rising up, you know? And uh, sometimes if I feel like at 12 o'clock is coming, the fast is going to be done and I'm ready to, you know, think about what sweet thing I'm going to eat next. I, I'll have to go another 24 hours so I can get my flesh under subjection. So there's things that you can do um, to posture yourself with that heart. We talk about preparation, you know, um, to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what He's having you do and shifting and wearing those hats. And I also wanted to talk about like being a wife in the season of preparation or leadership or a husband and wife partnership because a lot of people, my husband carries a lot, I carry a lot, and it's not that I throw on him or he throws on me. We don't need one another to build each other up, and we do build each other up, but at the end of the day, when we gave our life to Christ, we also gave our marriage to Christ, and we said no matter what, 
we're going to serve the Lord. So I don't need him to edify me. I don't need, he doesn't need me. You know, and a lot of times the enemy loves to use us against each other to cause that spirit of division, you know, or comparison and so forth. So we don't compete with one another. We both have different gifts. We understand that. I know he has an amazing lane and, and vice versa. And we pull into each other, pour into one another. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take my husband to get me where I am and vice versa. We're obedient to what God says. We know who we are. So Amen. you have to keep that posture. If he fell off and decided to go back to the world or drinking or whatever, I'll probably be in prison. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I still would be rooted because it's not going to break me. Amen. I still have to fast and pray. And this life is still going to, I'm still going to go because I'm yoked to God. And if he decided to unravel from anything, right, then that would, I'm still going to stay core. So I can't. Um, I'm not going to say be in my emotions about it, but I'm, you know what I'm saying, rooted that the fact that if you're going to go, you're going to go. No, you're prepared. I'm totally And, and that's prepared. just it. You anchored know, like even, just Right. Like, be anchored in the Lord. It's just like when, when Jesus, when Jesus was getting prepared, when he came out of the wilderness, Jesus was getting prepared. Jesus had to go through preparation, not only as the, as the son of man on earth in a human body, but also spiritually he had to go through that preparation and we must understand that we must receive the preparation and, and so we can be ready ready for the next move of god yeah. ready for what's going on in the spirit ready for the things that are unseen ready to walk by faith and not by sight how are you gonna walk by faith and not by and by sight and if you're not ready for the things that you've been praying for, ready for the things that God's been showing you, ready for the dreams that you will have, ready for the visions that you've seen, ready for the prophecy that was prophesied of your life that comes with the warfare. If, you, if you're if not prepared for it, then why do you want it? God's not going to give you something that's going to destroy you. Amen. So we must be prepared and receive it so we can go to the next. You're praying for something, but you're not preparing for what you're praying for. So how are you going to receive yeah. it? So we must prepare for what we're praying for. That's walking by faith and not by sight because I'm preparing for something that I can't see. Um, I got yeah. a hope in something that I can't see. <laughs> so I want to talk about Luke 14, 27 real fast. And, and um, it says, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intended to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. And this is saying that basically you're preparing who don't count the cost. And Jesus said, cannot be my disciple if you don't bear your cross and it goes on to say lest after he has laid down the laid the foundation and is not able to finish all who see it begin to mock him saying this man began to build and was not able to finish now it says all who see it begin to mock him because he yeah. didn't finish now god in the bible says he will not be mocked so therefore by him saying you cannot be my disciple if you don't carry your cross and come after me, if he won't be mocked, that means you must have to do it to get and achieve what he says you can achieve. So there's no way that you can build without counting the cost. God will not build anything without counting the cost because he says all who see it begin to mock him that didn't count it. God will not be mocked. So God always count the cost. So God always prepares us yeah. because he has counted the cost. And that's why we must carry our cross because our cross is the cost. I'm going to say that one more time. Our cost is the cross. And our cross is the cost. That's really good. You're going to have to say that again. <laughs> 
because we forget that sometimes you know and we think that it's going to be easy we lay down those green pastures but we don't get up right. you know what i mean and our we, cross <laughs> is the cost our yeah. cross is our preparation what did jesus had to do Man. he had to carry his cross his cross was the preparation his cross was the cross and this cross was the cost that paid for us to do what we do now to live to breathe Amen. to receive his grace to receive his mercy so we also being created in god's image must do the same thing that jesus did and carry our cross that's our cost that's right and his when jesus died on the cross it wasn't over you know he's still working he's still moving and he's still mm -hmm. lord over everything Amen. today so we have to get that mindset that we we're here we're saved we're stagnant we're done you know what i'm saying we have that heart as ezra preparing for the next preparing for the assignment preparing to serve god you know with his laws and so forth and i think of uh joshua you know joshua was always like in the presence he was another one it you know under great leadership you know and he was in the presence of god every single day looking for the next assignment and saint being sensitive you know um so i i think about that like we really can't stress the importance enough of seeking God for yourself not just going to a certain service once you know in the weekday or on a Sunday you know or hearing from God that he gave you a prophetic word or something once a year no you have to seek God for yourself every yeah. single day as a wife as a husband as you know teach your children to do this because there are so many children who are getting you know tormented by night terrors and things that they see on TV just so many things that were just you know making babysitters you know the, the digital device that are babysitters so that we're not even paying attention to what the enemy is using and operating so if we stay in the presence of God I truly believe that he will show you you know what needs to be ironed out you know so it's, it's so important yeah, because that's your preparation yeah and he said in verse 27 and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot I repeat cannot be my disciple so all of that that you're saying that that praying that fasting, you know, all those things you're doing to strengthen your spirit, man. That praying in tongue, you know, all of those things, touching and agreeing, those declarations, you know, all of those things, reading your word, all of these things and, and everything that God, you know, that listening, uh, listening to God, you know, plans, music, feeding your spirit, you know, all of these things are preparation and it's needed. Because it's part of us carrying our cross so that we can be valuable for the kingdom of God to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. Well, don't take for granted the things that God has you going through. Because what he has you going through is part of your cross. And it's necessary. I know you're praying to go to the next. I know you see what's coming. But what about what is in front of you? Because in order to get to what's coming... You got to go through what's in front of you and what's in front of you is for your preparation so let patience have yes. a perfect way so that you may lack nothing yes. and be complete i was gonna say if you're that one that feels like well i'm not hearing what god is saying next or i'm not sure if i'm hearing from god and that may happen like one season you're on fire so a lot of people say oh you're newly saved you're on fire and i don't believe that fire ever goes away right if you keep feeding it but if that is you then and you know i always tell my husband when i feel like i don't hear god for a week or something's going on i go back and i default to say what did he say last 
because what he said last is the area I should have been developing in this er the area that I should have been chasing to understand the assignment God That's what good. is it that you want me to say and so forth because he's still back there I'm trying to go this way but I got out of his presence I got out of his will I got out of his instruction mm -hmm. for me whether it was healing whether it was um, you know um, deliverance or what, what did he mm -hmm. say last so then I can get to the next as we move from glory to glory a lot of times we move ahead like you said so mm -hmm. sometimes we might just have to back it up before we advance to the next right. so if you stop hearing from God think about the last thing he said because what he said was part of your preparation and he's not going to tell you something different until you do what he said do because what he said do is necessary for you to go to the next Amen. it's part of your development and it's part of your preparation Amen. A lot of times we don't like to hear it. A lot of times we don't like because it's internal. It's something that we have to develop inside. You know, whether it's pride or impatience or anger or rage, he will expose it. But we don't want anybody else to know it. So we go this way and we get to serving and serving and serving and doing and you're wearing that mask. And it's going to be exposed. It's got to be dealt with. And he will um, have it surface. So we love you guys with the love of Christ. Until next time. Bye is talking this walk.